All right. Would you rather? Real quick. Okay. Lightning round. Lightning round. Ford or Chevy? Don't. Ah! Honda. Honda. (laughs) (laughs) Monster truck rally or demolition derby? Demolition derby. Exercise or pasta? Pasta. All right. We're on the same page. Hello. It is us here at Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. I am your exalted host, Heather Ooh, Lee, along on. with Ben. Ben. <laughs> if I'm exalted, but hey, here You're I am. You're not. <laughs> Please. So uh, today we've got we've got uh, we got a little update. Ben's got an update. Yeah. So I wanted to follow up because we worked on a car in the shop uh, last week. Okay. And this was a uh, another oil consumption. Well, it's not exactly oil consumption, but it's another one of these long-range mileage uh, type cars. Dun dun dun. Yeah, seventy or no? Excuse me, ninety-seven thousand miles on the car. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wait, oil, what kind of car was it? Uh, it's a BMW okay. X3. So that's not, you know, that's not bad. Yeah, and this is a 2000, 2013, so about seven years old. Not not too old. Ninety-seven thousand miles, like I said, uh, and. The oil change interval on this car is 12,000 miles per the manufacturer. Okay. That just makes me feel itchy. I don't like it. Yeah. He was complaining about some running issues, and it it turned out uh, that uh, now he followed even better than the the oil change intervals. um, uh, Like 11.5? I, I, I didn't ask what the mileage was, but it was, and we hadn't seen this. This was the first time we'd seen this car, so I don't know the history on it, but it needed all the timing chain components, just completely destroyed all the timing guides. Oh, and I mean, some, some of our listeners may not know what all that entails, but I can tell you it's like a 10 to 12 hour labor job and a lot of parts and very expensive. Lots of moolah. At 97,000 miles. That's crazy. And just to give you an idea that the manufacturer knows about problems with this kind of stuff is they actually had to extend the warranty on this timing Ooh. chain to seven years, 70,000. So he was out of warranty, but all the same. It's these direct injection motors just getting too hot. Yeah, too hot. Too hot. Too hot to handle. <laughs> There's my update. That was a great update. So today I'm we're... You know, things used to be sort of futuristic, you know, back in the day. And now we're like, it's it's happening. Like these hoverboards and other things like that. <laughs> the hoverboards are happening? Hoverboards are happening. I mean, it's not exactly like it was in Back to the Future. But I mean, stuff that we thought was not going to be a thing is a thing. And one of those things is what we're going to talk about today, yeah? Autonomous self-driving or automated cars. Woo! Yeah. Now, the definition has to be very clear on this because we already have advanced driver assist programs. Now, this is like your uh, lane wandering notifications or your uh, brakes for you if you get too close to something, that kind of thing. Those are all driver assists. That is not an autonomous vehicle. So does does the driver assist uh, include... When you it parks for you? Yes, that is a driver okay. assist so that's option. An assist. Yeah. Okay. So what we're going to talk about today is the autonomous vehicle. This like is you the, can be scrolling Facebook, right? 
because that's what people do now. The car does everything on its own. Making a TikTok. Where are we at with that? Where are we at with that? I want to know how it started. Believe it or not, it actually started as far back as like the 1920s. What? Yeah, they started, they, they were trying to come up with these ideas of, uh, but you have to think of it in terms of what the road does instead of what the car does. They wanted, like back then they were talking about putting on rails that you would attach oh, the car okay. to and it would get you to where you're going. So that now kind it's of thing. a trolley and yes. not so much a self-driving but, car. But okay. uh, I mean, that's how far back people were thinking about this. How can we get the car to do what we wanted to do so that we can read our newspaper? Right, we're very busy. We need to... Do things. And now newspaper back then, scrolling Facebook today, right? Yes. Or making TikTok videos. You got to make a TikTok. <laughs> on my way to on my, my daily commute, I need a TikTok video. Yeah, Snapchat. Okay, so the first one of, of note really happened in 1977 in Japan by the Tsukuba Mechanical Engineering Laboratory. Ooh. So what they did is they used specially marked paint on the roads and used cameras, two cameras set up on the car to visualize where these roads are and kind of travel around. So like it would it would kind of go mark to mark and that's how it sort of guided itself? Right, and it would have servos and stuff. A lot of this was still... Servos? Well, servos and motors to, you know, to operate the gas pedal because we didn't have... That's like a they, little robot, isn't it? A servo? Yeah. Well, it's a mechanical device operated by a motor. That's a robot. <laughs> A very small, simple That's robot. why they're called servos. But a lot of these were still had to be controlled by a human in some way, shape, or form, whether it was mm. via um, a little handhold control device or, well, or well, whatever. What's the point then if you still have to pay attention? Well, we're getting there. Okay. And that I know. I'm sorry, 1977. Yeah. That leads us to the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, or DARPA. DARPA! Now... Think of DARPA as the United States government's research agency to say, we want all the best stuff for the military. We're going to donate a bunch of money to a bunch of smart people to figure out how to do something so that we can use it for our defense. Right. So they came up with... It's like Call of Duty, right? How that's how they find the best shooters, soldiers off of a video game. I am not an expert on Call of Duty. I'll have to leave that one to you. I'm not that either. <laughs> I just, I heard a thing. Okay. Okay, so that was a bad, maybe, example. Keep going about DARPA. So DARPA was the primary funder of automated vehicle research in the United States. When was this? Uh, this, this started in the 2000s. Okay. But they had a competition in 2004 called the Grand Challenge. Dude. Yeah, now this was a 150-mile cool. course in the Mojave Desert. Okay. And teams had to compete to get through the course as fast uh, as fast as possible. Right. So with a with the auto with an automated car. vehicle, yeah. Okay. So they would design these cars and they'd compete in this um, this for a cash prize. Of one million dollars. Ooh. And in 2004, nobody finished. <laughs> nobody got paid. <laughs> and everybody was sad. But don't get too disheartened because they had another grand challenge the following year in 2005 where they upped the ante to two million dollars. Oh, that's all they needed to do. Yeah. And a vehicle named Stanley... 
Stanley. Yeah, Stanley was the first place finisher from the Stanford racing team. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So did the military then like co-opt that design and Well, they're still working on this stuff today. We don't of exactly course. have anything. I mean, we've have we have an automated vehicle that can do this, but there's nothing available to consumers yet, but we'll get there. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Another uh, another uh, group that we should we should mention uh, is the Eureka Prometheus project. That's got two really cool words in it. Yeah, Eureka and Prometheus. Now, get this, though. Prometheus is actually an acronym, and I don't know how they figured this out. Oh, but no. the Prometheus is, stands for Program for a European Traffic of Highest Efficiency and Unprecedented Safety. <sighs> wow. Yeah, that's a big one. And Eureka is a group of European nations. So, All cute. Eureka. Yeah. And humans are, they're cute. They're clever. So this group in between 1987 and 1995 was basically the full funding entity behind autonomous vehicles in the European states. Okay. So this was before the DARPA thing. Because you said 90s. Okay. okay. This was before DARPA. They spent um, almost 750 million euros from all of these nation states to try to develop and they work with automakers such as Jaguar, Mercedes, Volvo, BMW. So all the cheap brands. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, all the European brands. You got to look know. at it that way. Yeah. So that's kind of how we all got into this, we'll call it an arms race, but it's for it's autonomous a, vehicles. Yeah. Everybody wants to be the first. You of know, course. First. Google's involved in this. Obviously, Tesla's involved in this. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of cars, companies, uh, and universities all banding together and all trying to figure out the first autonomous vehicle that they can sell or make money off of, whoever they're going to sell it to, whether it's the uh, military or us consumers. So that's kind of how we got to where we are. Now, you might want to know how this all works. I do. I got to know. Like, yeah, please to tell. All right, so I'm going to break this down, and hopefully in a way we can all understand it. (laughs) (laughs) So the small version is it uses a lot of sensors and equipments to build a map. Equipments? Equipments, yeah. Wow. To build a map. To build a map. It's like a Roomba. How the Roomba maps out your house so that it knows not to bump into the refrigerator. Exactly. All right, so automated cars... So are born from Roombas. Now we know, folks. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) So how does how does a car build a map? Well, it uses many different things. One being GPS, of course, it needs to know its location on the planet where it is. But that's not exactly a hundred percent accurate. There's there's obviously delays and things. We wouldn't want to rely only on that. So it also uses something we call lidar or laser range finders. Basically, it shoots a bunch of laser beams out. Whatever object it hits, it bounces back, and it can deduct how far away that object is, what kind of shape that object is. Okay, so that's like echolocation from bats. Right, except echolocation would be using sound, sound wave. I get it, yeah. but, you know. Wow, Roombas and bats. Roombas and bats, yeah. Okay. It also has an internal navigation unit, and Which it's got- is what? This is what all your gyros and your uh, inertia sensors, so it can tell. If you're up or not. Well, and also to like <laughs> things that move, okay. you know, that develop energy through 
movement and force. Oh, you're um, you're getting it's getting it's a little, uh, all right. little woo woo for me. It also has have, cameras. Yeah. You know what the, what those are? Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> and it uses radar as well. So lidar and radar. Right. This is this sounds expensive. We'll we'll get to that too. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the main things that it has too is data storage because all this information has to be computed so that it can. Uh, it can develop some sort of algorithm on this map and where it is in time and space. And that takes a lot of processing. So that's the one big component of it too, is this um, data storage unit that uses all these processors and develops math algorithms to, again, wow. all it's doing is building a map. And like your Roomba, it stores that information for future use. So if it goes into an area that it's already been, boom, map comes up and it develops a path through it. All right, and one of the examples. Simple. Yeah, one of the examples of the <laughs> algorithm. If it's if it sees two wheels and they're moving and it's at moving at ten miles per hour and not forty miles per hour, then the computer says that's a bicycle, not a motorcycle. Ooh, clever! Yeah. clever Isn't that clever? Machine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So that's how they work: developing a map and then planning a route through it. Okay, but how does the car actually, like, drive? Like, is it still car stuff and it just has the servos and stuff to push the gas pedal and do the steering wheel? And you don't need a servo to push the gas pedal anymore because we have drive-by wire. That's even in your car. So when Drive-by wire? Drive-by wire. What that means is when you step on your gas pedal, there's no cable that opens the throttle to allow air in. It tells a computer to open the throttle and the motor opens the throttle. So that's in your car currently already. We're so close to Hal. Yeah. Space. <laughs> and we have electron we already have electronic assist steering, so now we just use that motor to take over control. So as far as all the servos and motors, those are already for the most part built into cars already. Okay. We just need to figure out a way to uh, use these algorithms to compute how much to turn and how fast to go, that kind of thing. So I have a question. I don't want to throw you off, but all right. I've heard that with these self-driving cars, at least right now, like you still have to sit in the driver's seat and you still sort of have to pay attention because like sometimes it won't break. So if the guy in front of you breaks really suddenly, the car doesn't understand how to do that. And so you would have to assist that. That would be a regulatory thing, okay. um, which we don't have yet. And the reason being is because nobody owns one of these cars. They're not available to any kind of consumer as of yet. Okay. So let's talk about why that is. What are the obstacles to... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like not there's the, a lot. Yeah, not the, so much the physical obstacles that are around the car, but what are the obstacles to actually obtaining that dream of everyone owning their own self-driving car? Well, the DOT does not like it. Probably. One of the first things that you mentioned is it sounds expensive. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And that's one of the big ones is For cost sure. is a factor. Uh, factor. A factor. A factor. Wow, that sounds almost like a swear word. We'll just have to bleep that out, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, cost is going to be an issue. Who's going to be able to afford something with a LIDAR system and an internal navigational <laughs> unit? Yeah. So that's one of them. Another one is, is weather. How well do these... Cars perform oh, when yeah, it's yeah. snowing or oh, no. pouring rain outside and it's affecting these sensors. How do we overcome that obstacle? Another one is state and federal regulations. Of course, they can't get along about anything. 
Yeah, and each and each state is going to develop their own different regulations. Like some states have already developed regulations that state that if it's a self-driving car or an autonomous vehicle, it must be equipped with a zero emission system, either like an electric car. Uh, and it also has to have a push button panic mode. So that's push one state. Panic. Yeah. So if your car doesn't have that, then you can only stay in the state that you're in or. But wait, let's go back to this push button panic. Like, does that like shut the car down? Yes, that's exactly what it would do. And, like send out like lights and sirens. Basically come save disable me? the vehicle. Now, why would you need to do that? Maybe if well, some, there's malfunction. Well, because the computer took over and is trying to kill us all. And there's also, that brings us to one more obstacle, security. Right. Oh, my these gosh, people could hack These cars are hackable. Okay, now, I'm guys, don't get me one of these. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> it's freaking me out. People are already hacking Zoom and doing very Naughty things, yes. Behaviors. One of the other oh big, uh, the big um, obstacles to getting to where we need to be with this is liability. Well, yeah. Let's say you crash in, into somebody and hurt somebody, or or even worse, who's liable? Is it the car manufacturer? I mean, because at this point you're just a passenger, right? Right. But how could is there like a little black box thing like there is in airplanes to say, oh, did you take back over and then crash the car? I would imagine there have to be something. I mean, That's it's storing data all the too. time anyway. Right. So those are some huge obstacles, which is why we're not all in self-driving cars right now, because self-driving cars do exist. I mean, honestly, we can't even, like, all agree on, you know, simple things like gum. So I really don't see the regulations you right. know, all getting together and having happy cooperative so, times. And the last thing I'll say about this whole topic is, obviously, how far away are we? Uh, and well, a let's lot see. of 1920 yeah. when it started. <laughs> 1977 sounds like they got kind of serious about it, and here we are. Right. So SAE or the Society of Automotive Engineers, <laughs> super super trumpets there. They uh, they're so they have six levels of driving automation. Is what they call it. So one being the driver has full control of the car no assist whatsoever. And it goes in up from there to number six, which is what we are talking about today, that completely automated car does everything for the driver. And so there's four more levels in between those two. Okay. So they're projecting in the next 10 years that 10 to 20% of these cars will be at like level four. Well, because we're sort of already at two with that driver assist. Like, would that be considered... Part of sort of level two. Yeah, we're kind of right in at level three and four, between level three and four, right in that. As okay, far as so like, like we're not just, you know, cranking our cars over. <laughs> right. <the laughs> yeah, okay. So to get to level six, the most projections are putting us like 10 to 20 years from now. So That's, it's possible that we'll that see this in our lifetime. That's some of the projections. Wow. But... If you asked me and put me, you know, put me to the to the question, I'd say we're probably a little bit further away than that, just because I know how much red tape this, they're going to have to cut through. Well, there's that, and then you start to think about the other side. So, so let's say, you know, they they make these cars. Now we can get them. They somehow make them affordable for people. That's going to completely change like the repair industry because that's a big 
change. I mean, it's already so much computer. Right. Well, a lot of the components will be the same that are in cars today. Uh, it'll just be, um, a lot of it'll be software updates right. or hardware repairs, things like that. So our, uh, our mechanics or our auto technicians are, well, they're Pretty all going to have to be software engineers as well. I mean, they're already smart with all the computer stuff. Well, yeah. But... I mean, they're already IT guys right now because yeah. they have to update computer systems and monitor modules and different, uh, different vehicle systems as it is. So do, do you guys do what my IT guy does? Turn it off and turn it on again. <laughs> we don't have the uh, the restart capability, I guess. Is uh, I mean, Well, we can cycle the key, I guess, if that's what you want to call a restart. Cycle the key. That's right. Very nice. So that's interesting. Okay, so maybe like 20-ish years. Maybe. That's perfect, because I'll be old by then, and I just want people to drive me around while I sit in the back with 17 cats. Yeah, it's the, the I think the most... <laughs> <laughs> To add on to that unfortunate, <laughs> I don't know where you'll be. Picture is uh, <laughs> by the time we get autonomous vehicles, we won't be doing TikTok videos anymore because TikTok will be MySpace. <laughs> yeah, t- TikTok <laughs> will point, be obsolete, and we still won't know how to. We'll have like something called Wickwackers. Wickwack. <laughs> okay, that's copyrighted. People, please do not take our Wickwack idea. Jeez. <laughs> So that's 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 it, huh? That's, that's it. a wrap. That's a wrap. Well, thanks everybody for joining us for this uh, peek into the future. I don't have a good space song to. That's not really okay. Anywho, <laughs> I hope you all have a wonderful week. And if Please. you, as always, if you have any questions or would like to hear some more topics, uh, hit us on Twitter. At Auto, that's S-C-H-O-E-N. And we'd be happy to answer any questions that you have or cover any kind of topics that you have some more interest in. Yes. Wick-wack. Wick-wack. Bye. Bye.